You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. Welcome on in. It's another edition of Clap Your Hands. Jack Fritz, Elliot Shore Parks, hanging out with you uh, on this Monday morning, reacting to just another weekend where the Sixers go out, take care of business. Ho hum, Tyrese Maxey drops a 50 burger. Elliot, how you doing? How you feeling? Should we uh should we have clapped 50 times? That would have been a lot. It would have been a lot. I wonder how many claps in people would have realized what's happening. Well, I don't think anybody would have. Uh, and then they well, until they turn the podcast off. Because they, yeah. they wouldn't have kept listening. That's true. Yeah. How, long do you think it, how long do you think it would take to clap 50 times? I mean, probably 40 seconds. Right? <laughs> Are you doing it right now? One, two, three. You're tired. <laughs> it's definitely harder than you thought it would be. 50. How long was that? About 20 seconds. Oh, well, look. Look at you. That'd be an audible clap. Again, I as hope quick that, as Tyrese on the court. I really hope. No, we could definitely edit that out. It sounds no, horrible. No, no. I think it was. We just got to roll with it. Clap fifty point. times for for, for a fifty. Yeah. For, now should we add on thirty for or Embiid, more for Embiid? Sixteen for rebounds. <laughs> yeah. We'll just the whole pot will just be clapping numerically. We're actually clapping like for a the next, dolphin pot or yeah, something. Forty-five just, minutes. Yep. Yeah. We're, just, we're just clapping. <laughs> um, we we talk about it a lot. It's it's been like the biggest story of the season so yeah. far. You know, besides Nick Nurse and and Bede this like Tyrese Maxey just continued to develop into he's gonna be an All Star this year, dude. He might be all NBA. He might be an All NBA. So I guess you have to preface all this with it's only been nine games or whatever. So like we all know it's only been nine games. No one listening to this pod or talking about Tyrese thinks that it's been eighty two games. We know he has to keep this up over this stretch. But man, if he keeps this up at even eighty percent. I mean, the Sixers have their guy. Like, not only do they have their number two guy, they have a guy that could maybe be the best team on a title team. Like, I know he's undersized, but if you look at the numbers he's put up, and, uh, you know, we'll get into, like, some of the specifics. But I thought last night, one of the, the key moment for me, where it's just, like, really kind of when I think of Tyrese, this is what I think of right now, is so he has 47 points. The game is over. At this point, it's just about him maybe getting 50 points. But uh, I think it was, I forget who had the ball. Maybe it was Pepev, but someone had the ball. Embiid took it from him, gave it to Tyrese. And Tyrese, like everyone knows what they want Tyrese to do. Everyone knows what he should do. And he steps up from like five or six feet outside the three-point line and just absolutely drills the three, like to get to 50 points. It was, yeah. I don't know if that's the name you want to tie with him right now. (laughs) What's up? But what really always has impressed me about Maxi, and this is, I think this expression is overused a, a lot. Like, oh, you have to go see him play live. Like, you have to go see him play. I think Maxi is somebody for me. The times I've seen him in person, you appreciate his ability 
to rise to the level of the crowd. Like there have been multiple Sixers games I've been at where he gets hot and the crowd gets behind him and you can tell it just picks him up. And it's like uh, he's playing off the crowd. The crowd's playing off him. He knows they want him to score. So he scores like blocks, all those things. Last night, everyone wanted him to get to 50. Everyone in the crowd was sitting there and going, Tyrese, like, do it now. And he did it. And I think it just speaks so much to his ability to pick up on the moment and to be special when the team needs him to be special. And that's what you've seen in these first nine games. Like, we talked about it after the Celtics game. We've talked about some of the other games. Even the Bucks game that they didn't win. I thought he stepped up late and, and, you know, was aggressive. Like, he is somebody, and he has to prove it in the playoffs for sure, but he is somebody that has all the qualities of – Game seven, final few minutes, Wells Fargo Center, everyone's on their feet, and he makes the play. Like, when I look at Tyrese and I think about what he is, outside of the specifics of, you know, his improvement as a as a uh, playmaker, like some of the blocks, all those things. When I think of Tyrese in my head, I think of him reacting to the crowd and making a big play in a big moment. And even though the game was over, that three to absolutely drill it to get to 50 is like, it's who he is. Like, that's who Tyrese Maxey is. Yeah, so I feel a couple things about Tyrese Maxey. Because yeah. as he's like, so I almost feel how it's gotten to with Hurts and the Eagles. Where Jalen is just like, he's just going to go out there. He's not going to kill the team. Yeah. He's going to be good, and the Eagles are going to win. Like, I'm not, I'm never, and, and, and maybe it's a little bit of, of taking for granted where the Eagles are, uh, you know, from a team. I think so. Which probably 100% yeah, it would them. never be you. <laughs> Would yeah. never be me as I'm a, not a big wins a win guy yeah. for the Eagles. But like with Jalen, it's it's never like, oh yeah, Jalen just did that because of course he did. Yeah. You know, and, and that's how I feel. That's how I think I've gotten to with Maxi, where it's like he had 50, and and I was like, and it was easy. Like, yeah. It was an easy. It was the easiest. Dude, 50 I looked down all of a sudden. I was life. like, wow, he's at 38. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like it. And then obviously he gets all the way to 50. But yeah, I mean, I think the reason it looks effortless is because. He can just shoot really well. Well, and the, <laughs> and the most impressive part about the Maxi run right now is that you like obviously teams are are gearing up for him. Like they're trying to stop him. They're 100%. trying to keep him down. Like he is at the after Embiid, he is the next guy that you have to take out of out of the Sixers to to beat them. Yeah. And all he's done is average what? He's he's got to be close to thirty points a game at this point. He's at I have it written down twenty eight point six. Yeah. He's I think fourth in the NBA, fourth or fifth. We round up. I mean, oh, of course we're, 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 he's basically a thirty basically point a game 30. score. I agree. So, He's basically averaging thirty five and seven. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And, yeah. and like, but it, but it, I feel like if we were looking at this from the outside, like not in Sixers universe land, yeah, we'd be like, wow, he's turning into like a a superstar. But here, and, and I think we feel that, right? But I think it's so much easier to look at it from not a Sixers fan perspective. Like, look at what they have there. But I wonder why that is because we're also a city that just saw Jalen do it. I know, like it's. Like, it's interesting you compare him to Jalen in that way, because obviously the main comparison everyone's making now, which is, like, a two-week-old take, but, like, the he's making the Jalen leap. Like, yeah, we, like, so to your point about maybe not believing it or needing to see it more, we've seen what an athlete looks like from, like, year two to year three or year one to year two, where you make that leap, and it's just very apparent. Like, last year with Jalen, you could tell, and I compared the Sixers win over the Celtics to uh, the Minnesota game for the Eagles. But in terms of performance, like you could argue this Maxi game last night was what's going to put him on the map the way Minnesota last year put Jalen on the map. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't had a chance to, you know, read around because, frankly, I don't really like to read articles. No. But, but, and I, I read 280 characters exactly. at the time. Yeah, and if, if you're man enough to do Twitter blue, I'll, I'll go <laughs> yeah. over. But yeah. um, I'd imagine, like, I know Zach Lowe wrote a story a few days ago about how good Tyrese has been, and now it's, it's got to be the talk of the NBA, I would think. Well, yeah. So uh, I just uh, 
this national NBA show that I follow uh, on Sirius or whatever. Like yeah. their lead was Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. And their lead was like, look what this guy's doing. And now, and now we're talking about these two and him and Embiid as, as one of the, Three best duos I in mean, basketball. Who would be the other duos? So Durant and Booker, I still believe. Yeah, but they're they're like fake. They're not a real duo. Booker doesn't Why? play. Well, I, mean, I mean, let's be real. Like, do you do you think that this in a year, playoff series would you rather have Booker and Durant or Embiid and Maxi? I would rather have Embiid and Maxi. Well, but just you think I'm not being honest. But let's be honest. Like, when's the last time Booker and Durant were special well, for a prolonged stretch? No, they're just they're just getting there. They're ob- look. They're obviously both very talented. I yeah. think Booker is insane. I think Durant might be. Like beginning the downswing, but like I would think so. I just think that they're 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 two players. I mean, how many games has Booker played this year? Yeah, like three. So I I think they're they're a little bit of like a fake duo. Okay, so uh, like and they'd be Jokic and Jamal Murray if Murray's healthy. That would be the other two. Tatum and Brown, but I don't like. I I would rather be. I would rather have Maxi and Embiid. Yeah, Butler and Adebayo would rather have this. Giannis and Lame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I almost called him Lame. Giannis and Lame. That's good. (laughs) Combining Tatum and Lillard. Yeah, Um, they might be cooked. He might be. So I mean, I think that one still is going to be top of mind for people because they're going to see the the two names and be like, "Wow, that's so special." But who knows? Uh, Obviously, Dylan Brooks and Fred VanVleet. Yeah, well, they're uh, <laughs> you, got, you got to factor that you, in. How happy in Houston are they? Like that they did not, uh, yeah. they did not pay Harden. Yeah, well, listen, uh, we we were gonna get to this later, but we might as well knock this out. I mean, th- this you've just completely erased this Harden thing. Oh, from, well, I was, from, I'm from happy. Your overdrive. I'm happy to get to it. I, mean, I, I had something aren't all prepared. You, aren't you ashamed? Yes, <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. So I, I, this is what I was gonna say. We'll just That's get two to claps. it now. That's two okay. claps, by yeah, the way. Thank you. I've been wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> Noah Von Ley, lots of different things that people like to retweet of mine. I've never been as embarrassed to be wrong about something as I am about Harden. Like Noah He's the Von Ley, horse to bet on. You know what I mean? Noah Von Ley, I will defend to this day. Like made more sense as a draft pick than Joel Embiid. Like he was, he wasn't hurt. Joel, like had a, like whatever. You watched a lot of Indiana basketball. Yeah, I was a big college basketball guy. But and they are they had they had Nerlens at that point. Yep. So, but regardless, I was just flat out wrong about James Harden. I was flat out wrong. I miss I I completely misread the situation. Yeah. I was wrong. Now, look, I wonder how it would have happened here. Like I like it could be it's a little bit like the Russell Wilson thing when people are like, "Look how bad Russell's been, been in Denver." If he came here, I think things would be a little if he came to Philly, I think things would have been different. Yeah. But with James Harden, like he is done. Yeah. It, it is over. And I think that he would have been better here, but it would have been a catastrophic mistake to pay him. Not to. Ke- it would have been a ca- catastrophic mistake to keep him. He would have like stunted Maxi's growth. He would oh, yeah. have killed the vibe of the team. Oh, yeah. PJ Tucker would still be here. Oh yeah. Like I was wrong about James. This is be- cut that audio. <laughs> that is that is just beautiful. Yeah. It was um, and, and I not guess, fighting it. No. And, and I'm. That's uh, growth. Thank you. Usually you fight things, and you're well, very normally very. I'm right. I know but... <laughs> you're very very good at fighting things. Thank you. And sometimes you know I don't want to fight. I just want to talk. Yeah. Um. But then more and more I've thought about the Harden thing. Is and I don't want to make the podcast about it. Do we think that was more Maury saying I'm not paying him, or was it Harris saying I'm not paying him? So it's a great question. Elliot 2.0 now, clean, seeing this with clear eyes. It's okay, you are free. Yeah, I'm we, free. Thank you, you, are, yeah. you are free. I don't have to defend the take. <laughs> you don't anymore. have to. Okay. I mean, I think it seems pretty clear. And I've said this at the time. Maury did not want to pay him. Yeah. I think they like whether it was Harris or Maury. I don't. Believe Maury wanted, and to he pay wasn't him. fighting it. Or even if Harris was like, I yeah. don't know about paying him. Yeah, yeah. Maury think, was not like, no, oh, hold on. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, and this was my whole point about why, like, not communicating with Harden. Like, it was because you don't want to pay him. It wasn't because of tampering. It was because, but whatever. We're all free of that. We're free. And, we're so much better off. But, I mean, like, but I will say to keep the Maury thing going. It's it, it's it's starting to a lot of 
not positive check yeah. marks in the Daryl Morey well, uh, side. But in all seriousness, like think of how many times we've had conversations over the last two years about trading Tyrese Maxey. Oh yeah. Like I, I thank I think God was, this podcast doesn't didn't exist. <laughs> I, I would have traded him for Lillard. I would have yeah. traded him for Harden the first time. Dude, there were talks about trading him for Lowry back in like 2019. I, that. I believe I was a part yeah, of that. Yeah, I was probably also part of that. Like. And so I think sometimes, like, the hardest thing to do in sports, especially in Maury's position, is to, like, stick to what you believe in. And I don't think this is an instance where, like, we've had this debate about the Eagles getting lucky. Like, the Eagles, I'm trying to give an example. Like, they wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson, but they were unable to. They wanted to trade for Russell Wilson. Exactly. So that's They different. tried to trade up for Zach Wilson. They want to keep going? Yeah. They, they, yeah, they wanted okay. to sign Alan Robinson. This is, this is not good. They wanted to trade yeah. for Calvin Ridley. Right. They wanted to, right, they wanted right. to hire Ben McAdoo. They wanted but, to hire Josh McDaniels. <laughs> yes. But they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> But but the point I'm making is Daryl could have traded Maxi. Like he could have traded Maxi for Lowry. I bet he probably could have traded Maxi for Dame. Like he could have traded him for uh who's the other guy that we talked about? Well, Harden originally. Yeah, Harden originally. Exactly. Yeah. So Maury deserves a ton of credit for A, like avoiding the Harden thing that I was wrong about, but for sticking to Maxi. Like watching Maxi do what he do, what he's doing right now is everything Daryl, I mean it's probably more than what he thought. But he stuck by Maxi more than almost any team I can remember in Philly sticking by a player. Like, in terms of just pure belief, like, can you think of another team in this city that's held on to someone for so long where it's like, no, he's the guy, he's the guy. The Eagles are ready to give up on Jalen after one year. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, like— The Eagles lucked, The Eagles got luckier than Jalen thing. I do believe that. Like, I, well, I, I, I think they got way luckier than Daryl's getting with Maxi for sure. Because Daryl was very convicted in it. Yes, the Eagles kind of lucked into Jalen being Like, they believed in him, they drafted him, like, all those things. But I, there's no shot they thought he was going to be this good. No, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and I don't think Morty thought that Tyrese would be this good. But I don't think it was far off, but, but I, I think he really believed in him. And, and I totally agree. And I've been thinking about this, um, you know, when, when he's scoring 50 and, like, I just— He's just so I, – I know it's thirsty, but he's just so great. I know, like, I just, yeah. Like, uh, but him, like the smile, like yeah. the way the, the team – like it's it's all great and it's all awesome. I, I think the, the, the Muscala 3 and <laughs> and and the tournament getting canceled that, that year, yeah. it's one of the biggest what-ifs in, in Philly sports history. Like, mm-hmm. it, first off, if Muscala doesn't make that sh- shot, like <laughs> they don't have the draft pick. They don't have the draft pick, right. So they don't have even if he Even if he makes the shot. And the NCAA tournament happens somehow, then Maxi is not going twenty-one because uh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that because Kentucky w- would have obviously advanced probably a little bit. And and he would have been good, and it would have been against better competition. He probably would have done well, yeah. And his his stock would have risen, but the the season was canceled, so like they couldn't play any more games. Right, so, like Maxi was a, a freshman playing at freaking Kentucky, and he couldn't like yeah really ascend. Like it's it it is such had like, we got we finally got one. Like well, we got lucky. It's so funny because we just. Spent a few minutes being like, they didn't get lucky with Maxi. They got lucky to get him. They got lucky to get him, for sure. Like, yeah, 100%. And the other thing I think about Maxi, and this goes down the whole, like, vibes, thirsty, lane, but whatever. (laughs) Like, dude, they're just so much better with him as the personality of the team. Like, in B. Well, it's so much more. It brings, I think it brings such a big smile to everyone's face. Yeah, like, last night, everyone seemed so happy for Tyrese. And we'll we'll talk about Embiid, because Embiid has also been unbelievable. But Embiid is not the personality of the team. Like, I was listening to uh, this other Sixers pod, the only other Sixers pod, right, Stricky Sanchez, and Spike made a good point. Like, Really? And he, I was, yeah, I was surprised as well. Um, that Embiid's like the sponge. Embiid, Embiid, like, is who he is around. Like, Hold on. I thought he took that from you. You, you, you said that. Yeah. Well, said, I guess he stole it from me. Exactly. There you go. Let's All turn right. that one around. Cause, cause Clap he said your hands, it. starting the trends once again. Well, because he said it. I, I watched the clip, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, Elliot said that, like, a week and a half ago. 
He phrased it better, I guess. Yeah, well, well that's, whatever. that's not. That's no, nothing, we don't no. want to give credit where yeah, credit is. Yeah. We're not but credit. But the, the point, yeah, we're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just take credit. We don't give credit. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the point was that I made a few weeks ago is that <laughs> that's Embiid is much more like the uh, the ther- the thermometer than the thermostat. Like if if you like that, <laughs> what are you jailing? I mean, holy cow, buddy. That's that actually, was... you want to know whose quote that actually is? Yeah. Mark Sanchez. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is absolutely a Mark Sanchez quote. What do you mean it's a Mark Sanchez quote? Mark Sanchez talks about how when you're a quarterback, you have to be the ther- the thermostat, and you have to set the mood as opposed to be the thermometer and read the mood. <laughs> he does. I don't see it. Well, no, but did he, he say He was that... called the Sanchez for a reason. Did he say that here? Or did he say yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, wow. So, yeah. J- so Jalen's taking stuff from from uh, from Mark Sanchez. Can you imagine if it came out Jalen was taking all his little quotes from play- from people? There's like some high school somewhere doing yeah, it. Yeah. But regardless, yes. I think Embiid is better when someone else is the personality of the team. Not that Embiid is a bad personality, not that he's a bad leader. I think he's better when he's Embiid's like a little more of a follower mm-hmm. in a way, which is fine. I'm a follower. Like they're like it, it's like some that's just how people some people are wired, right? And like. I think Maxi is the leader of this team. He's not the best player on the team, but I think Maxi is like the personality and leader of the team. And this is something you nailed in preseason. It's just better to have him as the face of the team than it is to have James Harden be involved. Like well, it's flat out. It's way more fun and, and something you can believe in again. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Is Maxi the leader of the team? I think is interesting because I think he is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But, but he's also kind of, I feel like he's everyone's little brother too. You know what I mean? Like, But I think he's the person everybody gravitates to. Right, but... But he's not like the. I don't think he's like the leader. Like Jalen's the leader of the Eagles. Bryce is the leader of the Phillies slash Schwarber, whatever. Right. But Maxie's kind of like he's he's now evolving. But I think I think he's still viewed as this is our little. Bro- look how great he's doing. And whereas like it's the older players kind of picking him up rather than he's telling them what. So to I don't. Do. Th- I agree with that. I don't think he is like the floor general. Although he is the point guard. I just think they they. The team goes as Maxi goes. Yeah, is the best way for me to put it. Like, like when he is going, they ride that emotion. He's kind, so. I think the better comparison, if we're looking through the at least our history of Philly sports, because anything that happened before yeah, we started talking about it right. didn't matter. Oh, well, trust me, all these people talking about like all these fifty-point games, Sixers guards have scored. It's like I don't care about Dana Burroughs or whatever his name is. Dana <laughs> Burroughs. Yeah, yeah, I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I promise you, I that game does not exist in my mind. It's Iverson and it's Max. Exactly. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Anything pre-Iverson, I truly do not care about with the Sixers. <laughs> but maybe Maxie's kind of like J-Roll. 
Like like J Roll yeah. was was more smiley, you know. But he like he yeah. He's also the leadoff hitter, so he get the first hit, he'd be able to steal. He second. was a little more bristly in the media. He was yeah. He was. I don't think Max, but who knows? Max, I mean, Maxie could yeah. get there. I don't, I don't think I don't he know, will, but yeah. I don't know if he has that. Right. Uh, he seems very very happy go lucky and all that good stuff, which is great. And that's why he's Max. Yeah. I just the leader thing. I I think it's more he's the when he's going, everyone's like, all right, let's yes. go play with Maxie, right? Which is which is good. Yeah. And and, and it's just so funny because we've talked about the different cores around Joel Embiid. And to go from like the the now it was fun in the beginning. I think we're we'd be doing a disservice to our listeners by saying the beginning of Ben was not fun. Yeah. But as as Ben went along, it was just but like a, Ben also had one clear obvious flaw <laughs> yeah. the entire time for what it's worth. Yeah. And it was such a drag, the arguments. Yeah. Like there was always an argument around the Ben thing. Whether it's about Embiid, whether it's about Ben, there's always dividing. Mm. Butler was I think it was too fast. Yeah. To really yeah, I don't agree. It was one year, half yeah. a year. Um Harden be, it became miserable by the end. And for, I think people were skeptical of Harden coming in. Yes. And like they, our good friend and co host Ike Reese. Yes. Like he, like I think a lot of people felt the way Ike did, which is like this guy is a loser. Yeah. And um proved and to be somewhat true. Proved to be somewhat true. Uh although they won all the time. Yeah, but, they did. They almost won a title. But <laughs> it is crazy to think how different things would be if Melton hits that three. So uh, so let's uh, Would you have taken getting out last year to the third round? And I guess it's tough to say because I think they probably would have won the title. But I mean, just seriously, think of how close it was to Doc and Harden coming back. Right. So would you have taken a game a win in game six? All those guys being back, or that loss to get this current version of the Sixers? Ooh, it's a good question. If I'm being completely honest, I would take a win in Game Six, just because <laughs> being there in that stadium would have been good for your brand. I wanted any, yeah. I will that that aside, but also Even I, they would have lost the Heat, but no, I don't think they would have lost the Heat. Oh, but, this mentally strong. James well, they would have just won Game Six. They would have just taken the one seed out in six, but whatever. And they would definitely would have beaten the Nuggets. But um They would not have beaten the Nuggets. <laughs> They're the best it, team in basketball. It's so frustrating to look at all these stats where it's like, look where Tyrese is at, look where Embiid is at. And Jokic is just like at the top of every single one. Like all the dumb losers have like Vorp and BPM. Or... Although it cost me money last night. So I'm I'm currently mad at Jokic. Well, welcome to the good side. <laughs> but would I have taken a, a loss, a win in game six? I mean, probably, but man, this is this is the most fun Sixers team. Yes. I, I think like you tweeted this, but I can't I mean, I enjoyed the past iterations of Sixers teams more than most, it seems. But, I mean, this is like 0-1 Sixers level of just like, my friend texted me this morning, I think it's so true. Like, it just is a bummer when they don't play. I know. <laughs> like, I wake up and I'm like, oh man, they don't play until tomorrow. I know. Yeah. It's And it's and that's a good spot to be. I mean, think about it again. We've talked about this also a lot, but like, think about how fast that has happened. Yeah. I mean, everyone, no one was excited for Sixers Nobody. Season. Ever. Nobody. Yeah. And now they're like... Everyone loves them. Yeah, we're we're leading with them on WIP. Yeah, which I don't should know how be, I feel about. That. Should be leading with them on WIP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Should be leading yeah. with them on WIP. But I, uh, I don't know if I like that. Why? You don't think you don't think those people have earned it? No, I just I want the Sixers to be what they are right now, which is like a fun team that everyone appreciates, but like no real expectations God. right now. You know what this is. This is this is me with the Phillies, which I appreciate. Yeah, it, yeah, it's exactly. I that. don't want people again. Which is funny because the Phillies are turning into the Sixers. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> one more year. True, I guess they have worse losses. Mm, enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> enough. But but the Phillies are now. They if they trade for Mike Trout, the, it's over. So I've everyone. heard you make this point, and I think it is true that if they acquire Mike Trout, the vibe on opening day is different. Oh, it's a, it's, it's but, unbelievable. But 
they still are like have to win the World Series yeah. team. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just, like the, the but tra- I think what the trout is is it it removes the just wait till the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. It's like oh, believe we're gonna which see- for baseball is a big deal. Like it matters in all sports, but baseball there's a lot of games. Uh, believe it or not, yeah. There's the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And imagine treating every game like game seven. Yeah, it's a long Welcome time. to my life with the Sixers. Dude, last. I'm telling you, the way you just talked about it, it was exactly how I talked about the Phillies. It was like, I don't want to, no, no, no. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't put yeah. too much pressure on them. Don't do yeah. that at all. Um, so, um, yeah, Maxi, 50 Burger, and Bead. I do have one more Maxi stat I want to share before, if we're moving on from feed me, Feed me your, okay. your final Maxi stat. So, shout out to uh, You Know Ball on Twitter. Oh, Great account. Great account. Um, so... Players to average 28 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists in the last 20 years. So Maxi is averaging 28, plus 28, plus 5, plus 7. LeBron, James Harden, Luka, Jokic, Dwayne Wade, Devin Booker, and Russell Westbrook. Now, obviously, it's a small—he hasn't done it for a full year, which is a big deal. But, like, what we're watching of Maxi is, like, that level of play. Like, where when I said I think he could be the best ch- player on a championship team— all those guys, other than Jokic, can be the best player on a championship team. And Westbrook. Again. Even though Jokic was. Well, it wasn't a real title. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Maxi thing is just so fascinating. And Jamal Murray was, but whatever. He was not. <laughs> okay. um, the the Maxi thing is just so fascinating because I still think, I think that Embiid being here still makes his job way, 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 way easier. Oh, for sure. So like, I, Embiid's the best player on the team. Like, I hear all those stats, right? And yeah. and I and I love this Maxi run, and, and I think... The most important thing is him being the second best player in a championship team. I don't yeah. need him to be the best player. Agreed, yeah. And I still, I'm not sure how the team would look if it was just Maxi. You know what I mean? Like it, it would look different. It for would, sure. and I don't think they'd be as good. So like, for sure. And Bede is still the. And Bede's the engine. He's like. Embiid, Although I just said they go as Maxi goes, so I don't. Right, know. but how about this? How about this? And Bede's like the sun. Okay, that's <laughs> good. All right, what's Maxi like the, the flower? Okay, <laughs> the earth. I was gonna say, what about if Embiid's the engine, but uh, Maxi's the driver? Maxi's a steering wheel. Okay, well, we'll work on this. We'll work. We'll as, come up with something as yeah. we go along. Um, but 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 the the biggest thing that's happened with Maxi is that now, now it's like, did they make a mistake not signing to the? To oh, well, dude, he's gonna get paid. An he's absurd. Gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna get, get every single dollar he can get. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, they made a mistake. They, they should have signed him then. Now, where I would are they might have not made a mistake is they can just sign him next year to more money, but then it allows them to be more flexible. If I'm, I, and NBA salary cap's complicated. You'll get But there. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I hope. Because I, I feel like I could honestly run the Eagles with how well I know the NFL salary cap. <laughs> I really honest to God do. I was thinking you about this today. You haven't tweeted that out yet, right? I, I'm, I'm sure I probably have. But I think I'm definitely qualified to be an NFL general manager after covering Howie. Like, I, with every fiber of my being, I believe this. But whatever. So, well, do you believe in that more than you could luck into a home run? Well, but the home run thing is luck. Like, I could luck into a home run. I am skilled not, enough to be a GM of an, you of an could NFL not team. luck into a home I absolutely, run. Again, luck. People you over- have, I've seen you swing things, whether yeah. it's a baseball bat or, or well, a Well, I know you have because I got a hit off you. Ripped it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I, was fearing, <laughs> yeah. I was fearing for my life out I know there. you were, yeah. You have so little power. Well, like, I've been lifting barely, more since then. You can barely get it through the zone. But I would, I would There's be— There's no torque. I would be counting on the speed of the ball to help— like you, lift it. Okay. So, but, so you're more confident in your ability to luck into a home run or run it or run an, to an, run an NFL. Team. I would thank you. Yeah, I, to I, run an NFL team for sure. But what I was gonna say was, I'm pretty sure the way NBA the, the NBA salary cap works is now the Sixers can sign a free agent and then sign Maxi. Okay. Right. So, so ultimately, you are right. Like they will pay Maxi more than if they did it last offseason. But I think it opens up their ability to sign a guy. Still. Is he, like? Has he now worked his way into 
top 15 player in the NBA? I think if you're only judging off the first nine games, well, yeah, well, I, well, I'm just saying, if you're only judging off the first nine games, I think he's definitely top. Like he might be top five. And now, if you take everything to account, I think he's probably like teetering on top fifteen. Is he? And the other thing I can't figure out: does this is this only going to continue, or is this like? I think there's a, this has a chance. Just, this is who Tyrese Maxey is agree. now. Like I, I don't think that the shooting, you know, off well, of cliff is going to happen. He's been doing it for a long time. He's been a great shooter for the last two year, year yeah. and a half, season and a, half, a season and nine games. Um, but it's like I don't, I don't think this is something that's just going to stop one day. Where it's unless it's, no, eventually his athleticism will go and and whatever. That's like ten years from now. Yeah, that's a long time. But so, also, I don't know. He's not really like I get his game is speed based in a lot of ways. But he can just flat out shoot. Like Steph Curry, I mean, people compare him to Dame. I, I feel like Max, he's got a lot of Dame comparisons, probably because they were almost traded, whatever. But he's a lot more Steph in some ways. Just like in his ability just to pull up and just hit from wherever, like four threes in a quarter, and it's like all of a sudden the Sixers are up 12. Yeah. it's Well, now now it's like, so it used to be Lou Will was like, yeah. this is who I think Tyrese Maxey is. Now it does feel like he belongs more in the Izzy Kyrie. Izzy, like, <laughs> Izzy, uh, here's an honest question. And this is like going to pain me I to know, ask. I can, I can see it in your face already. Like, is he better than Iverson was? But I think the, I just think the game has changed a lot. Yeah. Like, I he, think was, that's true. he was a small guard in a more physical game. Yeah. You know, I think they're the, different players. They're different players. I think Iverson could go get a bucket in, uh, like, he could just score in the mid range and, like, right. Pull to the from a whole bunch of different angles. Like Maxi is still a lot of step back floater. You know. You know what's crazy that Iverson's long long enough ago in a way that if Ty if you took Tyrese and put him in that league, they'd be like, "What is this witchcraft?" Like you know, we talk about like how if you took uh, I don't know like Hassan Whiteside and you put him when Wilt played, like they'd be like, "He's the best player we've ever seen." But I'm saying, like, I think Iverson's getting long enough ago that if you put Maxi there and Maxi played that style of game, like, who knows? He, he, now he it is more physical. You're right. It is more physical. So that would impact things. That but. would impact things a lot. We'll see. But it, uh, like the fact that we're even having those conversations, like, it, it feels premature a little bit. But I also, it's also hard to ignore. Yeah. Like the way he's playing is is what we used to see from those guys. Well, let me Lillard, ask, Steph, and 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 Kyrie. Let me ask you this, like. As like a fan, right? And this is big picture. You can take it with just Max, but big picture. I think we've been having a lot of discussions recently in Philly sports about like, is it okay to buy in? Like, you know, like the Eagles are eight and one, but like, should you believe in them? The Sixers are eight and one, but you would, you know, I just like, I don't get why why people don't buy in. I understand like having skepticism, but if you're like a Sixers fan that's just gotten into the team over the last few days, welcome to the pod, right? But like, what's what's holding you back from just being like? Tyrese is awesome. Yeah. Well, like, why watch 72 or one more games of just being like, well, let's see. Well, yeah. And I did, I did this on Friday on, uh, you know, Francis six. six. Yeah. Where I did, you know, accountability I'm, hour. I'm ready to wipe the sick, uh, wipe the slate clean with, with this team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot, a couple people agreed with me. A majority of them was still like Embiid and, yeah. and, and the second round thing. But I was with you. Like, I just, I don't understand. Why you're still holding on to that is like that's who this team is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know if you just look at the blind resume, it's like that's who this team is. But like, look at Nick Nurse, look at Tyrese Maxey, mm-hmm. like look at all these competent NBA players that they've brought in, and look at how they're playing. Why do we have to keep doing this whole? They lost in the second round. That's what they do. Right. Loser this, loser that, and and you know to the point of 
Embiid and and his development into who he is now, which it seems like he's just going along. It's almost like he's going along for the Tyrese Maxey ride, yeah, in a way, while also averaging thirty plus a game. Well, we can get to Embiid now. Like, I think this is the best I've ever seen Embiid play. I mean, he won MVP last year, but I think these first nine games are the best I've seen Embiid play because I think this is a combination of youthful, excited Embiid with veteran, talented Embiid. Like well, when he's out there, he is having fun, he's running, he's blocked, like all these things. Last year he dominated, but it felt sluggish and slow, maybe because Harden and P.J. were out there. This year it feels like he's running up and down and scoring all these points, blocking, rebounding. He's, like, doing the graphic celebration. Like, Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think the, the one thing I found interesting last night with Embiid is how Embiid was, like, right there and, like, telling Tyrese, like, you know, cool him off, cool yeah. him off. He would have never done that for Harden. He would have never done that for Ben. Yeah. Like, it just... I agree. He, what what makes this version of Embiid so much different is that now he's like... I know he's only 30, or... or no, he's 30. Yeah. He's Which only, is, in some ways, younger than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah! Uh, feel like he feels like he's like 37 sometimes. <laughs> just but, like his body, how long he's been here. Yeah, but but now he's like 30, kind of entering into a, a different version of his prime. Uh-huh. Now he's he's the leader guy. Where he's like, I'm the I'm the the big brother yeah. to a lot of these guys, and I know Toby Tobias Harris has been around and you know, these guys, but now it's like it, we've talked this a lot, but it feels like his team, mm-hmm. and we talk about you know his emotional and how he is, and you know how he's been like a million different versions of himself. Maybe this is the real Joel Embiid, where yeah. there is someone else he believes in, there's someone that he actually cares about as his co-star in a way, to where. He can just go. He doesn't have to feel the burden of I gotta keep Ben happy. I gotta keep Harden happy. I gotta keep Butler happy. Mm-hmm. Just go be Joel, and, and Maxie's gonna be fine. Yeah, I think I think we're seeing everything fall into place in the right way. And again, it's nine games, blah blah. blah. But like, <laughs> but like everything is falling into place. I mean, it, to your point, Joel looks the happiest he's ever been. Maxie's playing exactly how he wanted to play. The role players are unbelievable. Um, obviously we'll talk about the Uber thing, which is a shame. Just. Unbelievably, like the the best thing I can think a way to describe is like it just like fucking sucks. <laughs> it's like the best way I can think to describe yeah, it. He's like, having a great year. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it's it's really unlucky. I mean, he's having a great year. Yeah. Gets hit by a car. Like it, it's gonna take him out for who knows how long. And you know, it's a it, he only signed a one year deal, so it could it could right. unfortunately hamper him in free agency next year. And who knows if he's gonna be the same kind of player? I mean, so, you don't know how this thing's gonna affect him. I was happy that when it was first tweeted out, it was like, in the tweet, it said he's already in stable condition. Because I think that if if the initial tweet was like, Kelly Oubre got hit by a car and he's in the hospital, then it would have been very different. So oh, it yeah. was good right away to know, okay, he is okay as like a hum- from like a human level perspective. But you're right that at, from a basketball perspective, like it really, really sucks for him. Like it mm-hmm. sucks for the team and it sucks for the fans. But he was on a one-year deal having a career year. Mm-hmm. He, and we'll see how much time he misses. I think that... And it's easy for me to say because it's not my rib that's broken. But I think that the more news that come out that comes out, like he didn't get his knee tore up, he didn't tear up his shoulder, like it's not his back or his neck. Like I think that the rib is at least like a clean recovery. But yeah, I mean it's it just super super sucks that it sucks for Kelly like a ton. Yeah, and uh, I, I I appreciated obviously you know first first thing Maxi said last night yeah. is that we did that for for Kelly. Uh, I like like you want to talk about how much things have changed with this team. I tried to FaceTime him in the locker room, like celebration for <laughs> he didn't for pick up, which is funny for a win over the Pacers. Yeah, in November, I you gotta, know, like that. With that, I just don't think that happens last year. I got a, a, a take for you. 
I think FaceTime is so overused. In that instance, I think it's the right thing to do. It's all your teammates. You're celebrating the locker room. So many of my friends, or like I see others, like, well, FaceTime just to talk. Like, let's just use the phone. Like, why do I have to hold my phone up and look at you? It does make it more awkward. Yes, it makes it a thousand percent more awkward. Like, mm-hmm. I just call me. Or honestly, if we're all going to be adults in the room, just text me. But like, if if we're good, if we're going to have to speak to each other. I'm a huge fan of the call. Yeah, I, I, you I, are a big fan of the call. I like the random calls. Yeah, I, I like when you randomly call me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, sometimes. Or I just don't pick up. Yep. But I think the FaceTime thing is so overblown. It's like with Zooms now. Like, we do so many things on Zooms instead of calls. Just call. You want to uh, so you want to throw back. You want to throw back to just calling people. Right. Zoom made sense when we couldn't be around each other. Yes. Now we all agree, you know, it is past. We Although, can just go back to how things used to be. I do appreciate when the Eagles press conferences are on Zoom. They are funny. They're way, they're way. The and, content is amazing. Well, yeah, and someone someone's on mute, and then they got right. In, and you like, see everyone's background well, and, and all see, like the. Well, the the funniest is Sirianni because he'll like do the whole like. Yeah, he look he looks around. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't hear you. You know, like yes. just, we'll get, we know he's on mute. Like we're, yeah. it's twenty twenty three. We 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 know what. Let's just like we used to do those things on speakerphone. Yeah, that would work. Nope, it wouldn't be as fun. It would not be but, as fun. But well, like how bad those remember the. Cause, uh, we used to dial in. You used to dial in, and then it was for the opposing coach's press yes, conference. Yes, they don't really do that anymore. But yeah. No. They, don't, yeah. they really don't do that anymore. They don't do it anymore. I Although, think ironically, last... I think Mike McCarthy did it for the Cowboys game for nice. some reason. The, the only one I remember was Doug last year. Like, Doug, they had a whole, like, Zoom for him when he came back. Oh, yeah, you're right. So you guys could all, like, talk yeah, to him. and So like, oh, Doug, how's it going? So you, good to see you, Doug. I know your, you, Doug. Get your little questions <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's it like in Jacksonville? Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Yes. What, what did the Super Bowl mean to you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so. Maxie, Thank God no Sixers beat writers listen to this spot. Never. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. So I, I don't, I want to talk about the last two games just from, like, the standpoint of, like, they, I think last year's team and and the previous iterations of the Sixers they lose both of those games. Like like yeah. the, the Pistons game, the Pistons, oh, the came Pistons out, game for sure. They came out on fire. They're ready to go. They're ready to prove the Sixers that we're here. We've evolved. Like you know, we're this young team. And I I think the Pistons actually have a, a decent little future. I mean, Cade Cunningham's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not big on Cade, but I do think that they have a lot of interesting pieces. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to need uh, Thompson to be a Sixer. I love that guy. Yeah, I can see that. I love that. Seems guy. like you're kind of guy. He's Awesome. Yeah. Um, but like, like the Pistons came out clearly like motivated to win that game. Yeah. And all the Sixers did was just walk them down. Like yeah. they just they just said, All right, this is this is cute. You know, like go out and do your little athleticism stuff and get that out of the way. And then we're just gonna do what we do and take care of well, business. And they could have easily like they could have easily just been like, eh, not our night. It's the it's the it's the eighth game of the season or whatever. Well, you know why they couldn't do that. Why? It's a tournament. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they know the stakes. The in-season tournament. Because Joel, you saw Joel shot that three at the end of the game to try to help the point of point reference. That, yes. is, you are going to laugh at this, but like, yes. that just is how locked in he is. Like, think about that. It's the end of the game. He's thinking about point differential in the tournament. I think it's a really good, honest-to-God sign about how locked in this guy is. That in a game that other people, and I disagree with this, are like mocking the tournament, yes. he is so locked in that he's thinking about in a blowout, I have to hit this three so that I can help the point differential. I want him to not care about it. I think and that I would, is so I'd, flawed. I would like them to lose as soon as possible. In the, in, in, I just like do not. I, I almost don't want to get into this with you because we'll do it for like a half hour. But do not worry about the in season tournament. It, I think the in season tournament. You're just so wrong. I'm like not. wait, wait until they're in Vegas playing. Oh, 
Yeah, okay. Oh, it's okay. going to be okay. so odd. It and will I'm going to remember it for the rest of my it life. Will, it will is be. when the freaking Sixers are in the in-season tournament. It will be. When the Sixers are in the final or the semifinal of the in-season tournament, and they're in Vegas playing on, like, ESPN's talking about it all day, and it's, like, Sixers-Celtics or Sixers-Nuggets or whatever, people, you will, you will then understand. That's the best I can put it. What am I going to understand? That it's a competition that every team it's is in. It's not a competition. It is, though. See, and What are you competing for? The in-season trophy. But that's pointless. But it's only pointless because it's new. It's like, not. in 10 years, it's it won't not. be pointless. But it's, like, all right, so you're saying it's made up and it's pointless, correct? Like, that's... Yes. Okay. Every, like, so was at one point the playoffs. Like, yes, everything has but to start we know, somewhere. Elliot, we know <laughs> what they're playing for yes, because to win the freaking title. <laughs> yes, I know. It's not the and, NBA Cup. But nobody's saying that the tournament is more important but than the playoffs. what's the point? Because it's a trophy. That's Why? the point. Because Why? it matters. Wait, it doesn't matter. Winning, how does winning a trophy not matter? Because it's the NCAA tournament. Because it's but, new. But it does. it's going to, like, winning the finals matters. Yes, it does. It matters more. But yes. why does winning the, so why the hell would I care about the in-season because tournament? Because it also matters. Why? More than one thing can Why matter. Why does it matter? Because every team's competing in it and there's but a trophy. they're competing and for something that doesn't matter. To you. To everyone. To you. Because it's new and pe- no, it's also not to everyone. Okay, so they win, the, all right, they win the in-season tournament yes. and they lose in the second round again. Are people saying it's a successful year? No. Okay, so then why does it matter? Because it matters in like you have <laughs> to properly you place it. No, 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 no. You said, is it a successful year? And I think there's a discussion to be had about that. But if that. the NBA Cup matters so much, then you'd say it's, it's, yes, it's a successful it is, yes. year. Put it this way. If they win the in-season tournament and Maxi has a great year and they lose in the second round, I think that you could argue that's successful. And you will. Dude, but let me ask you, like seriously, yes. why does it not matter? Other than that it's new, why does it not matter that a tournament with all the teams in it where you're competing and you're playing in games to win a trophy, why does it not matter? Because we know the the – I guess we're putting value on it. Like the value yes. of bringing home a finals, it, it just outweighs a, an in-season, regular season tournament. I agree. But why can't you say both matter? Like because why does it have to be it doesn't matter? Why can't it be it matters less? Because it's it, it's 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 made up out of absolutely nowhere for no Cause reason. Because it's new. Because it's new. I it's, agree. But with it's that. not. I I don't. I'm not an anti-new guy. I just you sound like an anti-new. Well, guy. I'm anti this. <laughs> but, I'm, but like, I was an anti ghost runner on second base. I, I was an anti all the the rule change. Well, besides the DH. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know how I feel about the DH. <laughs> but like, I it's I know the the equity that bringing home a title does, and and I just. I, I can't pretend that I think winning in the regular season trophy is going to equate and mean something to me. Okay. Why so, would it mean something to so me? So I honestly think there's no way for me to say this without coming across, like, annoying. Okay. But it's the— It's, it's okay. It's you, the, could, yeah. you, you would never be accused of being exactly. annoying. Exactly. But I think it's the—I oh, have to bring it up. So when Adam Silver introduced the tournament, he talked about how in soccer overseas, this is something that happens. So, like— in soccer, there is a league. It's called like the Premier League for those that don't follow soccer. And it's the best teams in the world. And they compete to win that league. Within that season, they play in other tournaments like the FA Cup. They play in the Carabo Cup. There's like the Champions League. So while I agree, winning the winning the EPL is like winning the NF is like winning the Super Bowl or winning the NBA title. Within that, there are other tournaments that those teams also value. So I honestly wonder if maybe like, if you follow soccer, maybe you're just, like, more used to this type of concept. But what I would say is, in 10 years, if they stick with it, and look, who knows, maybe next year they'll get rid of it, in which case, that'd be silly. <laughs> but if in 10 years they're still doing it, I think you'll you'll 
view it for what it properly is, which is an in-season tournament that matters and is fun and is a good competition for all the teams, but does not matter as much as the as winning it all. I but, agree with you. But it does I, not matter as much as that, but it still fine, but matters. I, I just don't. I guess I just don't think it'll ever get to the point where it's like, oh, neat, we won the in-season tournament. Like, I just don't. Know. I think it's I, already at that point. Shouldn't it be for oh, who? oh neat for who? Uh, the people that have decided to care about it. Which is you. And... Uh, well, I think more than... By the way, I'm thinking of going to the game just to get the Sixers in-season tournament shirt. Okay. Good. Think Happy be... for you. Yeah, I know you You are. should. You should wear it to the next, for the next podcast. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I might go down there just to get it. Or if the Sixers are listening, they can just have Yeah, one. for sure. Yeah. I, I just... I don't think it'll ever have enough weight. Like, I think... Like, I, I think if they stopped it in the middle season and, like, almost did a... <laughs> like USA versus the world or right. something. I think that would mean something. Cause it, so I think that would actually mean less because then it's not the team you care about. Like, yeah, but it's it's all the countries competing against the yeah, United States. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, something like that. So let me ask you this. Does your opinion on the World Baseball Classic change since it first started? I always liked it. Okay. I, I always like seeing I always like seeing the the, the the only my only problem with the World Baseball Classic is when it's not it's it's really just a problem of logistics. Like there's no real good time to do it. Yeah. So if you do it in March, then everyone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm peaking too early." If you mm. do it in the middle of the season, then someone gets hurt in the middle of the season, and you're getting ready for a, a postseason. Then we know that matters more. Right. And then doing it after the season, everyone's already shut down. So on that note, one interesting thing I've heard people say, and clearly I like the tournament, but there is an interesting debate to be had of like, they'll play 83 games if they get to the final. I'm just, I mean. One extra game? No, I'm, I mean, I would not, obviously. But there will be people that will say rest rest the players. And I wouldn't do it. But I think that's an interesting discussion. At All, right. All right. Well, listen, I, I'm excited for tomorrow night to see the Sixers versus the Pacers. Yes, in the not in-season for tournament. extra for the implications. In-season. Right, I just, look, I just, <laughs> I want them to get there for me. But I also want them to get there just to see how you feel about it. Okay. If I can admit I'm wrong about Harden, okay. all I ask is if they're in the tournament and they win it or they're in the final, keep an open mind. I, I, I am an open mind guy. I know you are. I'm, I, know I'm, you are. I, I want to like things. Yeah, I don't that's like the other this. thing too. It's like it just seems like because such a curmudgeon take to be like, oh, it just doesn't it's matter. It's not a curmudgeon take because, <laughs> they, because I already know it would be so annoying if they won it and then they lost in the second. If they win the in-season tournament and then win the finals, great. You can have all your little in-season tournament all you want. Even if they make the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm happy. In all they series. can't. The worst possible outcome for the Sixers this year is winning the in-season tournament and then losing the second round again. Well, it would be better than losing the in-season tournament and also but, being but, knocked but out. But you're round. also you're going into the in-season tournament. No one cares about the in-season tournament. So again, <laughs> again, I don't think nobody cares. Number one, but number two, you are choosing not to care. You are deciding it doesn't mean anything. When, but there's can... no possible argument to say it really means something. All right, let me ask you this: If there was a tour, if there was a competition at the station. And all the main hosts were in it, right? And you won that. Would you say it matters? Is there a? F- you can't. You can't make the comparison here. Why? Well, it's exactly the it's same. Not it's not exactly new, the same. It's a new competition. There's no championship for WIP. No, but there. But it is something new that you're. That we're like. That would be just starting. Do you see what I'm saying? No. Okay. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Moving on. Uh, so, so tomorrow night, obviously massive, uh, in season tournament implications. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to play the Pacers again. Like I like watching Sixers Pacers. There was I, a little part of me that wanted them to lose last night just cause I think it'll be harder to beat them back to back. And the, you want the tournament, the tournament Yeah, tournament, but, yes. but I mean, obviously Maxi going for 50 was, it, it was worth it. It was worth it. I mean, they didn't quit. I mean, they, they, like they kept in that game. The, the Pacers? In, yeah. Uh, the Pacers are good. The Pacers are good. I like Halliburton's very good. Uh, they, they're a little like the Sixers. 
only Halliburton is not like as, as good as Embiid yet, but they're a little like the Sixers in the way they just have a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. They almost all look interchangeable. I the biggest problem with the Pacers is they don't have the guy yet. Like yes. they, they have a very good NBA team. But it's like it's it's always the argument of it's always why it's like, well, if you want to get Embiid, then that's essentially what your team's gonna look like. Well, it honestly might be what the Sixers look like with Maxi. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, although Halliburton's a, a better passer and, and he's and, taller. And, and, he's, and whatnot. Um, I will say, and I was going to put this in my in my final thoughts, but I might get it out of the, out of the way Go now. Go for it. There is no more like just average player that this city is one of the Sixers to trade for forever than Buddy Heald. Like, <laughs> yeah, which so funny because early in the game, I was thinking, man, if you replaced Melton with Buddy Heald, I will say that would make the Sixers better yeah, for sure. Yeah, but he's just like he just shoots all the time. Like yeah. he, he just he just is a, is a pure gunner. But he has been. Like the apple of the city's eye since like the the game versus uh, Villanova. Honestly, since the draft. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The right. game versus Nova. It yeah. was like and Nova shut him down. By the way, um, <laughs> I'm sorry that James Jackson. Yeah, unfortunately, the, James Jackson had to leave. In but season, and, uh, yeah, he would remember in that. arena announcer for the uh, for the Nova Wildcats. But um, like he's just been someone that the city's been infatuated with. He yeah. used to be Doug McDermott, and then everyone's like, ah, oh, wow. he's bad. Yeah, you know? he's yeah, he was bad. Let me ask you this: What do you think of all the like Caruso talk? I so I really like Alex Caruso. Okay, I think it'd be really smart. I, I think so too. They do need. I'm not of the mindset that they need like a, a primary ball handler on like the lead, you know, on the on the top unit. Right. They need. They do need a someone. You know, they whether it's backup, t- whether yeah, it's Tyus sure. Jones. I think Tyus Jones would make sense. Yeah, from a backup point guard perspective. But Alex Caruso, like great defensive player, can hit the open three. Yeah, um, feels like a winner too. If, yeah, I mean he's. That's a he's a good player. I just wonder. I forgot the, he was on the summer league team. The, yeah, no, he was the, he was the TJ after TJ. Yeah. The the problem with Caruso, it's like how much assets are you putting into that that will take you away from possibly getting a real third star. See, I, what I can't decide is that maybe it's because there's a groundswell on Sixers Twitter, so I'm overvaluing him. But I, like, does it take Melton plus? Like, I I don't know what it takes to get him. Like, I can't decide if he has a ton of value or not. But I agree, like, you don't want to – he can't be your main move. Obviously. No. So, like, you're not going to trade, like, multiple picks for him. But no. would you trade Melton for him? Uh, I don't know if I would. I don't – I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I don't – yeah. I don't think I would either. But, I, man, I would – Well, I mean, obviously, like, value-wise, of course, Caruso has more value than Melton. But I don't know what you trade then. I guess it would be, like, you hope the Bulls sell and you give, like, picks and yeah. uh, Morris. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's it's one name that that is certainly uh, you know obviously an interesting name to watch. I just it's 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 always gonna be a test of like how much do I want to give up for that kind of player versus saving some assets for the for like the the next yeah. guy. Um, I think I decide who I who I'm in on as the guy. By the way, who you're gonna it's gonna surprise you. Okay, I think OG Ananobi is the guy. Really, I just think like he fits so well with Maxine and Embiid. He can defend. He can shoot. He's like a non-personality coming in. I think he might be the guy. Well, I've always felt with OG that I thought I thought I think he's a valuable player, but it's like one of those valuable players that like isn't also really great at anything. I agree. I agree with that. But I think that's kind of what they need more than if you bring Zach Levine in, that like changes everything. I know. I know. No. I know. I know. Absolutely not. No one can see you shaking your head. But <laughs> it was an instant I'm reaction Ill. of no. I'm getting yeah. ill. And I think I might be out on him too. Look Although maybe that. you trust Nurse. I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I, I've honestly I've just been dreaming a lot about uh I've just been I don't know how it would work, but I've been thinking about Anthony Edwards a lot. Like Yeah, well he would be the perfect one. Now because he would change things, but you would you would accept that change. Like he is. But they're not gonna trade him. 
For at least a year, I would think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but he would be perfect. And Bede's going to Team USA. You have yeah. to factor that in. He's yeah. going there to recruit Anthony Edwards. Officials uh, report me. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that's, per, per clap your hands. That's who he's going after is, is, is Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And I, I just he's perfect. So what I do think the Sixers have going for him is if you're a guy like Anthony Edwards or Paul George or, or you know, Zach Levine or maybe whoever, it's such a perfect fit on the Sixers. There's the center. There's the point guard that's like also a shooter, mm-hmm. and it just slides in so perfectly. Like the exact kind of guy they're looking for that you want to build your team around in an ideal world. There is such an obvious opening for that player. Well, so and- if you're Anthony Edwards, and let's say you're like, maybe I should leave Minnesota. I think you think like Philly is the best spot for me. Well, and like if you watch a lot of you know NBA games around the league, these other NBA cities just seem so miserable. Like they just seem so it's funny talking about Sixers. <laughs> I, I know, I know, yeah. but like Chicago seems like such a miserable yeah. place to play right now. Like Minnesota, always miserable. Like if you're if you're an NBA player, it's sort of like how Turner and, and some players watched the Phillies run last year. Yeah, where it's like I kind of want to be a part of that. Like look at how much fun they're. In. Well, I'm telling you, and I don't want to compare to Phillies crowds because obviously they're the gold standard. But man, because it's inside the Wells Fargo Center, gets loud. Like for those playoff games last year, like if Maxie's on a run or you know Embiid's doing his thing, it is it is an atmosphere. Frankly, like again, like comparable to the Phillies. To your point, where if let's say, and this would never happen. Well, I guess it could happen in the NBA Finals. But let's say Anthony Edwards was playing a big playoff game in Philly as an opposing player. I think he would leave that and being like, I can't believe I have to fly back to Minnesota. It's, yeah. it's such a buzzkill. Yeah, it's such a buzzkill. Now he, again, projecting. How could those uh, Maxi and him trying to figure out how you know how that would work would be interesting to see. But I don't care. I think you take that risk. I think I take that yeah, risk. I think you take that risk. every single day of the week. All right, Elliot. Uh, what final thoughts do you have for us today? Um, man, I just that was the one I was just going to share. It's the OG, uh, OG and an Obi one. Good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I give you my FaceTime take. Yeah. Uh, happy it's cold out again. Dude, I feel very happy it's cold out. I again. like the cold. Yeah, I I'm, like stepping outside and feeling like a crispness, oh, a crispness in the air. There's nothing more beautiful than the walking outside at first. Yes, hundred percent. <laughs> I like wearing these clothes better. I'm sure you are also in the same camp. Like, oh, I why? Because I'm a little heavier. Well, I'm, I'm feeling a little heavier. So I'm saying. So I think like I think long, long like jeans, coats, wearing layers with a hoodie and a jacket. Like that's that's my that's my comfort zone. That's my safe space. Like yeah. I like when I have to leave the house. And I'm getting dressed, and I think like, oh, I can wear a hoodie with a jacket because it's just way better. Yeah, I look much better in the winter. Not yeah, the summer is not me. I just yeah, I don't know if summer clothes were made for us. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I mean, okay. we can enjoy the heat, but I think that I'm at my best stylistically in looking in the in the winter. I was gonna bring that up. I was like, well, you know, what? you do look great in the winter. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I have better better clothes, but also I just think it's more made for my body. Yeah, uh, I got a couple things here to, to close this out. Um, I should have brought this up earlier, but. Uh, I just, I forgot. I do think like Nick Nurse is the perfect coach for this for this version of of Maxi. Like yeah. like the the he's he's still kind of impressionable. He's a younger player in the league. It's a good point. Nick Nurse coming in and be like, I need you to be more aggressive. Has gotten Tyrus Maxi to be more aggressive. There's, yeah. there's there's a point last night where Embiid's out of the game, and it's like here's Maxi on a personal like six zero run. But also the blocks. I mean, he's competing. Well, I'm happy you brought that up. Yes. So he's 38th in the league right now in total blocks. He has nine blocks. He has more. He has the same number of blocks as LeBron James. <laughs> nice. And just think about like those two body types. Yeah. 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 Who would you take right now? Um, yeah. 
But it's like like but he's gotten he's gotten Maxi to be more aggressive and also I think he's gotten him like believe in you can be the second best player in a championship team. Yeah. And and I think Nick Nurse having the credibility that he has of, of winning a title with the Raptors and and you know competing against Tyrese Maxey the last couple of years. I just think that this is the right coach, right time for Tyrese Maxey. Well, and it's also funny how you bring that up. At the beginning of the pod, we talked about how much Maury showed faith in Maxey. Like, think about from a believing in you standpoint, how Maxey goes to work every day with a head coach and a GM that he knows, like, genuinely believe in him. I think that means a lot to, like, help him be the best version of himself. Yeah. So, um, just continuing to be a, a great... Uh, yeah. Maury? Maury? Heating I, up? Here's a hypothetical for you. The Clippers call you, mm-hmm. and they're like, look, man, you won the trade, but we can't, we can't do Harden anymore. <laughs> well, we want to trade you back. We want to trade you Harden back to the team. Mm-hmm. What would they have to attach to Harden for you to take Harden back? And he had to play. You couldn't just wave him. Like, Harden would be on the team. Would you do it for, like, Harden and Paul George? Like, multiple ones? Like, what would the... Uh, well, is, would you just not do it? Like, so I, I think there's an argument for just not doing I it. I probably would. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like, I, just, I, I wouldn't do it. Now, if it gets me Norman Powell, probably. I'd do <laughs> not Paul George, Whatever Norman it takes to get, yeah. to get Norman here. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, I, I Honestly, I, I I would probably say no. I think if... Unless unless you get Harden here and then bench him and then just play Paul George all the time. Well, I think that what, what you would have to do is do it... Now, I know it's part of like, You would have to say, like, James, you're not going to play. I can't believe... It's so funny they traded for him. Like it's the, unbelievable. Like, like it's what a disaster. It, yeah, it's like with this whole idea of like, oh, we're gonna compete with the Lakers for the for you know, like L A. This. It's LA just that. so delusional. I think one of the best qualities you can have as a sports team is being able to honestly evaluate yourself. Like, look at the Giants in the NFL. The Giants actually thought they had a chance to win this year, mm-hmm. and they're a complete disaster. The Clippers thinking if they traded for James Harden is going to help them. A, it makes them more unlikable. Like they're the laughing stock of the NBA, but they're no closer to a title. It's well, a disaster. And they've, I mean, Tyrese has scored four last points in him in one night. Yeah. Well, I tweeted that. You did. That yes. a guy. That yeah. a guy. I'm an influencer. Uh, I know re- you love my Sixers tweets. I can, uh, I can feel it. I get every single one of them. I, I, oh, do you? Oh, because it clap your hands? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Okay. Well, that must be annoying for you. You need to turn notifications off. <laughs> well, it's actually last night because it was like, it was like, Tweet, 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 tweet. Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> I was like, just take a deep breath. Yeah, just take I was a excited. Deep breath. I, know, I was excited. Good. I like you being excited. Thank you. I like you being excited. Uh, are they? Are the, are the Sixers stealing Philly's daycare? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I never got the Philly's daycare thing. Is it just the young players? It's just on the, the young team? players. Yeah, because because right. I think it was more shot Girardi because Girardi never played him. Yeah. Oh, well, they really only have Maxi. Yeah, but like last night, the dump in the water. And it's yeah, like, true. Yeah. True. I'm just kidding. I I think dumping the water is like so annoying. Well, maybe I'll do that after this podcast. It'll mess my hair up. I would be so out on it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's part of being a, on a team. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but just like, I don't know, come up and rub my back. Or Yeah, the, that sounds like a really a post-game <laughs> interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just walk up <laughs> You're and yeah, yeah. a back rub. And yeah. be like, wow, this team gets it. Yeah, there, yeah, <laughs> yeah Look yeah. at the chemistry on this team. Look how happy Elliot is. Yeah. Uh, and my final thing here is, I mean, what a thirsty, thirsty, thirsty takedown of James Harden by the Mavs guy. Oh, wow. I mean, just relax, wow. relax pal. I mean, who? first off, who are you? Second, wow, look at you defending James Harden. Well, it's just like, I know, you actually, you and I, I think are both aligned on this. I'm not a huge fan of continuing to pile oh, on a guy. I, so, I'll let you, like, I just, it was, it was, first off, it was very, you know, coordinated. And, like, can you take a step back and realize that Kyrie's on your team? Like, (laughs) we don't need to do this whole, like, like, why, why'd you make that so personal? Which, like, why is everyone, I feel like with so many athletes now, everything becomes so personal. 
I, I with like Ben and Wentz and Harden and thi- like I agree with you 100 percent. Rel- just relax. I so he he, he's, he played three games, <laughs> three games with the Clippers, and now it's like he's the you're not the system, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah, it was so. All right, I I respect that take. You've made me see it in in a new light. I will say when I watched it initially, my first reaction was this was really mean. Like it was mean. Of course it was. Mean. It was it was like borderline cruel. And so at first, when I first thought, I thought he worked for the. Uh, I thought I thought he was a Clippers. Guy. So did I, and I was like, wow, like that is. Yeah. But with some Mavs guy, and I agree, like he dropped the mic, he had the line, like now it worked for him, obviously. Like it was, he's got a ton of attention mm-hmm. of it, so it worked. I do agree with your point that like, why does it? And it's interesting because we're in a way like our job is analysis, like and obviously we but create I content, to, I, but I don't want to be personal about players. Like I just, I, think I, don't, I don't disagree. I I. It's like the Ben thing. Like I, I think looking back, if we went back and listened about how people talked to Ben about Ben, I think it would sound like cringy. Like uh, how people on on WIP and in general talked about Ben with like the mental health and everything. Like I think we would look back at that and be like, "Ooh, I wish we didn't say it that way." Yeah, I just I, I, I watched it, and of course the first reaction is like, "Ah, get him!" Yeah, and then it's like, "Like, what are you doing?" Like, just like now. Here's a difference. I think Harden brought this on himself. Yeah, he does. He but he forced his way to LA. If if he had been in LA for a year and a half and or like I get your point it's piling on, but I think he fo- Harden brought this on himself. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. I think so that's a difference. It's what it is. I just thought it was a little like all right, we get it. He's, yeah. he's having, he's having no, you're a, right. a tough start to the to the I, Clippers I, career. It was it, it was, is funny. Like the the pass out of bounds and hit and I know. The clip <laughs> the, the clips are so bad. Um I do agree that it it borderlined on, on it felt like a personal attack that was mean. Yes, but we would never do that. But it probably yeah, on never this podcast. Me. And you as never being a Harden supporter. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone that has always pointed to Harden's flaws. Yes, I think it's safe to say I was, uh, I was a supporter of what he was saying. <laughs> yes. It basically sounded like me on the pod for yeah. the last few months. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't believe I said I'd give him the max. Man, yeah. I was. It's okay. I was wrong. I was well, wrong. listen, it, it's all about self-evaluation. Yeah. Hey, you know, the, the, shoot or shoot. The Eagles. Bad been, takes better than no take at all. The Eagles have been self-scouting, you know, during their bye yeah, week. Yeah, we'll excited to see what they come back with. It's time for you to self-scout. Yes. Um, all right, Elliot. Uh, uh, tomorrow, big in-season tournament game. It's going to be great. And uh, Wednesday night, Celtics. Uh, big back-to-back we'll, back s- back. we'll see about a post-game Wednesday. because I got. know we got the guest bar at 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until 8. It's going to be tough to watch. But maybe Thursday. Yeah. But either way. We'll be back at some point this week. Uh, but for Elias Park and Jack Chris, this has been another edition of Flat Green.